This week, the number one show on Netflix was Happiness for Beginners. Hey, Justin and Ashley. Yes, yes Dave. Dave. Why are people watching this? I don't, I don't know, Dave. Dave but let's, let's figure, figure it out. out. <laughs> so welcome back, <laughs> Ashley and back. Dave. Thanks. We after a long, a month long. <laughs> Hiatus. <laughs> we are back in the studio with Ashley, no less. It's yep. been a lot longer for me. It's been like two months. It's been a long time. So yes. I, I'm very happy to be back with you guys. I've missed you guys. This yeah. is an important part of my life. And now we're <laughs> back in the saddle and I'm excited for this next round of crap. <laughs> Which is... What's happening? Uh, wow. So your little, your little hiatus didn't fill you full of positive energy. It did. It did, actually. I'm actually much happier these days. Your shirt is very celebratory. I bought a new floral shirt. I'm feeling very floral. Yeah. It looks, Summery. It's very nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, we had a good hiatus. It was nice to be away, I have to say, sort of recharge our batteries and yeah. uh, and get back in, you know, coming back into the studio brings a lot of extra new energy. Definitely. I feel like. Yes. Uh, and so, yes. Yeah, so we watched Happiness for Beginners, which was the number one show in Canada, at least. Yeah. Um, a real positive jump off for the new... Uh... Yeah, you would think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, sound, oh, it's, no. got, it's got Ellie Kemper. It's called Happiness for Beginners. It's a rom-com. It ticks three major boxes for me. Yep. So we'll see mm. if... We'll see how it goes. We'll see how, see how, how it goes. It went down the old gullet. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Dave. Well, what right. is the official <clears throat> synopsis for Happiness for beginners. Okay, a year after her divorce, 32-year-old Helen Carpenter lets her brother persuade her to sign up for a wilderness survival course. Through this experience, she discovers that you have to get lost to find yourself. Oh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, that's corny. I love it. Uh, I had not read the official synopsis. I don't remember there being any persuading. I don't remember that either. That was yeah, my first that's, thought. That's, huh. uh, I feel like that's a scene that they cut out and forgot to cut it out of the synopsis. <laughs> yeah, was, I, I thought she had signed up from the beginning. Yeah. yeah I thought so this the was synopsis her, wrong? I thought I this was so. her idea and her brother was questioning why yes. she should even be yes. doing it. How is the synopsis wrong? What? That's insane. Interesting. Get your, you know, how is that? That's house together. They got the premise of their movie wrong. Interesting. All right. Oh man. So it's time for our own synopses. Then, (laughs) Ashley, have you got a a different synopsis that is ultimately going to be more correct than the wrong one that Netflix provided? Give me your synopsis. I need your synopsis. Give me your synopsis. I need your synopsis now. It's it's more correct in my worldview. Um, <laughs> I uh, So my synopsis is, this movie was very much like a real hike. You go through a lot of meh to get a few moments of wow. But in general, you just go, huh. <laughs> okay i yeah. understand that energy entirely yeah yeah i get it hmm. oh dave okay. he's, dave's ready to go yeah, he's got I'll one in the go. chamber all right a woman is looking to reset her life after marrying and divorcing a man she has no attraction to she decides the best way to do this is by going hiking with some strangers oddly her brother's best friend who has done nothing but stare at her lovingly for most of his adult life while she is inexplicably mad at him, (laughs) is there as well. Will she finally notice his smoldering gaze? Will she wonder why he is here? Who will get blisters and break their leg first? Will anyone be saddled with a life of 
chronic Lyme disease. <laughs> Tune in to Happiness for Beginners to find out. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you threw Lyme disease in there. Yeah. Uh, wits, I guess. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. Well, you, you definitely hit on some themes that I, I felt were important to hit on. Mm. The fact that they don't seem to like each other. Um, here's mine. Happiness for Beginners is a romantic comedy that is neither romantic nor a comedy. <laughs> so what was it? Part camping instructional video, part cautionary tale for screenwriters as to how not to create an on-screen romance, Happiness for Beginners left me amazed at how uninterested I was in the characters. I felt nothing for them. So I have either evolved into a psychopath with an <laughs> inability to empathize with others and no interest in whether other humans live or die, or something has gone wrong with this filmmaking I hope it's that one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well okay. Obviously, the, they, they couldn't even get the synopsis right. So something has, something gone, has gone wrong. Something's yeah. gone wrong here. Something has been edited out that potentially should not have been Perhaps the writer's strike happened in the middle of the <laughs> oh writing the script part. Yeah. Yeah. And then that some executives just sense. finished off the story. I don't know. I think that's the subtitle of this film. Something has gone wrong. <laughs> something <laughs> has gone. So let's see if we can unpack what's Happiness gone wrong. Happiness for beginners. Something <laughs> no, has no. gone wrong. Oh no. <laughs> okay, oh, well, what gosh. was good? What about was good about this? This was okay. Um, I gotta say, I really appreciated uh, about halfway through the movie when something interesting finally happened. Um, <laughs> when when Wendy kind of was talking to Helen, the main character, about her uh, her view on life and her positivity and her her battle cry, which is just appreciate everything. I was I finally started to pay attention a little. I was like, this character is, is quite interesting. I'd like to know more about her. And then she just kind of disappeared again. But Nonetheless, very interesting character. I, I I paid attention when she was talking. Wendy had some some energy to her. Yes. Some life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Some some Which joie one? de vivre. Was Wendy the blonde one that was no no the mathematician? Wendy had dreads. Or? She she oh. had dreads really and she cool. she was a psychology student masters. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, who who he he might have kissed the entrance. Remember, he like, did kiss. Yes. Oh, he did apparently. kiss. Yeah. But we yeah. never saw it on screen. Yeah, interesting. Well, I will <laughs> scaffold onto that and say, yeah, like all these, this could have just been um, the two main characters, uh, uh, whatever her name is, El Ellie, whoever. Uh, Ellie Kemper. Ellie Kemper plays and Luke Grimes. It could have just been them. And like a lot of these romantic comedies we see and a bunch of like one dimensional other characters. Yeah. But I found these other characters, there was, each one of them had a little bit of an arc. Even the side characters had a tiny bit of an arc. Yeah, even the, you know, the camp director guy who just seemed like <laughs> an angry guy had this tiny little thing in the end where he sort of showed his humanity. And everybody had a little moment like that, which which I appreciated because they could have just stalked this chock-a-block with the usual, you know, the, the gay best friend and the, you know, whatever. They could have yeah. just had one-dimensional characters, but this was, uh, you know, they were a little bit interesting. Yeah, oh, that's a very kind observation. You're, <laughs> you're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say that I liked, um, I, I mean, Ellie Kemper, I think, is a hilarious genius, you know, she, from so many things, Kimmy Schmidt or The Office mm -hmm. or whatever. And she always plays a sort of zany, over-the-top, crazy person. And in this, she, she, the character she ended up playing was 
not that at all. She was supposed to be kind of boring. Yes. And so Ellie mm-hmm. Kemper didn't do anything Ellie Kemperish. She didn't do any of her shtick. Yes. She was just a regular kind of person, which I think for her as an actor is kind of fun. Yeah. She's in a romantic comedy, but she's not trying to be like a, a crazy dork. She's just yeah. trying to be a middle, you know, straight down the middle sort of character. And that allows her to flex her acting chops a little more, mm-hmm. uh, which she didn't get a lot of opportunity, I think, because of the script. Although she had that one scene when she was talking about in the tent, when she's yes. talking about losing her brother. Yeah. And that was good. That was good acting on her part, I thought. Yeah. And yeah. so it's nice. I'm happy for her that she had a role where she got to not have to be a goofball. Yeah. I just think that the role was a kind of a bummer. I don't think it worked as a movie necessarily, mm. but I'm happy for her and I'm happy we got to see her try Stretch your wings a little. Which was interesting because I was about 15 minutes into this before I'm like, wait a sec, that's Kimmy Schmidt, you know, (laughs) because Mm -hmm. she wasn't acting in that same way that she usually is in those Mm -hmm. roles, right? Which I think is great because she could be like pigeonholed and just typecast as that character forevermore. Right. But somebody somewhere along the way made the decision, no, no, we're going to try her as a lead in a serious part. So awesome. Well, okay, so it's funny that you should say that because my second like is Nico Santos. Yes. Who plays the the gay best friend or the gay, you know, he's not her best friend, but, um, and he is from Superstore. Yes. And is absolutely hilarious. I find him very, very funny. I think he's a very good actor. Um, But he, I guess now that I think about it more, a little bit more reflectively after your comments, he probably was, this is the second time I've seen him in something where he's playing almost the same character. So he's been very like typecast as the, the, the quirky gay best friend that's kind of delicate and you know, so I I don't maybe this isn't in the likes. Uh-oh. Well, well I'll, <laughs> but I like him. <laughs> before I go back to Dave, like I, yeah, he was on my list. I I think he's just fun on screen, and he brought yes. all the energy you would expect Ellie Kemper to bring, being like campy and weird. Yeah. And so it was nice to have him in the movie. He was the, really the only funny part. Of yes. The movie yeah, to me. I, I would say he was the comedic part of this movie. He was a hundred percent, and he she was, was not, which is yeah. weird. Yeah. But he, yeah. no, I agree. He's like he he was also in. Um, uh, crazy rich Asians, mm, yeah, yeah, and that part was a little different, but still the same sort of energy. So, like, yeah. but he, but that's you're right. He's a bit typecast in that sense. So maybe here's what we'll just say: we love Nico Santos. He does a great job. Maybe someone will will do the same for him as they did for Ellie Kemper and give him an opportunity to to stretch his acting wings in yeah. the future. And I mean, in <laughs> in Superstore, he was sort of one of the breakout stars, and like they gave his character Mateo like more and more to do yeah. in that, which I thought was smart because he's obviously good on screen so i'd like to see him in the front of a movie i agree put him as a star i totally Mm. agree be great go nico go nico uh i would just like to be stared at by luke grimes oh (laughs) what the way he was he he is from brokeback mountain right am i no no is that not the guy he is he is from um yellowstone Oh, Yellowstone. He's one of the yeah. the Dutton boys from Yellowstone. And you thought that there was something uh, attractive and smoldery about the way he was looking <laughs> at Ellie Kempter and not creepy and weird? I think he's just got he's he's that he's that damaged like back me up on this, Ashley. I don't know. I'm kind of wading into waters I'm not quite sure of, but there's something about him that's like he's this damaged, sensitive yet strong guy. You know, and you I, just... I, I could back you up on that. He's a pretty good looking guy. Yeah. I, I feel like, again, unfortunately, I don't know if the script was really allowing him to, to utilize his his talents is, is my point. Because I didn't I don't know. I, I it was a little lackluster for me, but he's, I he, he's an attractive guy. He's got a 
good stare. He, yeah. he feels like if you, if this guy's staring at you, he's like he's seeing into your soul. He's seeing you, Justin. Dave, he's seeing you, <laughs> Dave. I feel like this guy worked his magic on you. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, for sure. I would go camping <laughs> with this guy. A broke back style. Well, whatever. Apparently, he's not. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I have seen Yellowstone, so I, I, that's probably. I have not seen him. But I've only so seen. He, yeah. But that's also cowboys and stuff, right? So he's yeah. got like a cowboy smolder. Yes. Yes. I will back you up on that, Dave. Okay. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, All right. He, he actually, interesting, you mentioned broke back, is he was on the show True Blood. Do you remember True Blood? Oh, oh yes. Who yes. was he? And I, I forget. I, I did. I just looked this up, but he was like in season six or something. Oh, okay. something. He was a character, but he left the show because he was very explicitly didn't want to be any scene, in any scenes where there was any kind of homosexual activity oh, or, or oh, he no. was kissing another. Because there was a lot of that in that. Yeah, series, vampires you know? are all over Wait, the map. Wait, don't tell. So he's what is he? Wait, is, so he's on? a homophobic dude? No, no. Let's not let's not cancel him right yet. <laughs> no, I just he just, I just was not comfortable. That. Yeah, he was. He didn't want to be involved like uh, he just said i'm not gonna be in any of these scenes so oh that's oh. interesting yeah hmm. so okay. he would not have been in broke back well i guess not <laughs> yeah and he's not gonna win yeah, an Oscar. i only i don't say that um, to cancel him i just say that because that's, that was just that what happened. A fact. he's probably not gonna be in Brokeback mountain part two <laughs> okay love it uh oh, let's no. see so i like uh, i think this was set and filmed in connecticut yes and i like the look of some parts of connecticut it's very close to your yeah. your old home stomping it's grounds. It's not too far. Yeah, so it's got nice big old New England trees, and it's it's quite pretty. So hmm. I liked a lot of the sort of cinematography as they're going through the forests and whatnot. Hmm. So so that was very pleasing to me. Yeah. So hmm. I like them trees. Well, you probably are missing home, or something. I no, I just <laughs> I just I grew up around big, nice, leafy, deciduous trees, and so they hmm. uh, they have a special place in my heart. Oh. Yeah, we don't have a lot of deciduity. Deciduity. The ness is minimal around here. Wow. Yeah. In all Nova Scotia. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's another like I had. Ashley, got any more likes? Yeah, yeah, I got one more. Oh. Um, I really, uh, I know that they threw it in here. Uh, um, uh, the trail guide when he had his speech at the end there, where he was talking about mm. his dad and mm. how he used to come out there, um, was was really cool. Um, but in particular, when he does the the little speech at the very end of the trip where he's kind of apologizing to Mother Earth, like, sorry that we litter and destroy and thank you for, you know, being you. Uh, mm-hmm. I I don't know. I thought it was nice that they put that in there. I, I, I think appreciate... that's exactly the sort of corny thing you would like. I It is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Okay. <laughs> the, the earth is burning. We should talk about it more. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So I appreciate that they put it in there. It, you know, it was cheesy, but they put it in. Sure. Okay. Yeah, it was because it it kind of it skirted a little bit with mockery at first. Like this is all oh, great. He's going to go into this, right? Yeah. But then it kind of got serious at yeah. the end, right? So it did kind of redeem itself. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciated because uh, a lot of these usually we we touch on this a lot. You know, we have these uh, women lead characters and they always have like pristine makeup and hair, like even no matter what the situation is, you know, they just, you know, they just got submerged in their car and they wash up on the beach with perfectly good makeup and hair. (laughs) With a blowout. I felt like she either didn't have makeup on in a lot of these scenes or very minimal makeup or in her hair was like obviously mussed up the way you would be if you'd been camping for 10 days, right? Um, yeah, I didn't. Now that I think about it, 
you're right. It was, she wasn't overly glamorous as you would normally see in a Hollywood actor. Yeah, like in a, in a Hallmark movie, she would be like Perfect. done up to the nines and probably wearing high heels. And... <laughs> do you think that has anything to do with the fact that they're hiking in the woods for 10 days, though? Yeah, you but... They it, wanted to match the... Oh, yeah, they were yeah, but, going but I'm just, realism. I'm just saying, yeah, like the, I appreciated the realism because often we watch these and yeah, they, just, they just say, well, no, she has to look perfect. Even yeah. if she's hiking even, in the woods. Even if she's, but if yeah. it were a Hallmark movie, like... She would come out of her tent in the morning. Yes. Yeah. And her Not hair would be like hair. ruffled, but like in a very controlled ruffle, and the rest of her makeup is perfect. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Just like to say, like, oh, yes, she slipped poorly, but like she still looks amazing, like Barbie. That's a, yeah. that's a good point. I like yeah. it. I appreciate that. I will cool. say that I liked that she had a laminated list. <laughs> I really like laminated things. Do you have yeah. a laminator? I Justin? don't. And I always wanted a laminator. I'll get yeah. one for you for Christmas. Yeah. It's just, it says. <laughs> It's just I don't know. There's something really pleasing this about me laminating. Of the Seinfeld episode about laminator. Anyway. Oh. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm with you there. I love a lamination. Oh yeah. Love. So I don't know. That lamination was good. So that was one of my favorite parts of this movie. Oh no. That someone laminated something. That says yeah. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Ah. Cool. Um. All right. What did we not like about this? Come on and tell me what you don't like. I'm gonna tell you what I don't like. like to talk about beards beards, Ooh, beards. <laughs> oh okay that's okay. not where i thought we were gonna go with this <laughs> all right so we get introduced to this this uh this character luke grimes's character at the party and he comes into it and i i swear to you the guy at the party i did not recognize him as the guy that is on the trip with her so the guy that's like, so she goes to the party, her brother's party, and he's there and they're talking. And yes, we find out he's the brother's friend and they talk and he's obviously into her. And then she goes to the thing and they all are, they're all introducing each other. And he stands up to introduce himself. I did not know who he was. I, I did not recognize him. Hmm. I was so confused. I was like, so why are they, who's this guy now? <laughs> like, What's happening? And he just grew beard hair suddenly he just had all this beard hair and he looked completely different because it was like two days later was it no it was more than that like wasn't it no i didn't i think the whole premise was like they saw each other at the party and then like she said the next morning she was going yeah and he he, that was the moment he decided to call i was thinking the last the first time we saw him was at her wedding yeah which was like years before and he had no facial hair no at the party at her brother's party he had no facial hair at the party no facial hair at the party he looked completely different and then he shows up there and and he's like a doctor and there's they had not given us any of that information. We did not know he was a doctor. No, before we had him. no idea. There was no I, clue towards that. I thought that. that was fake information at first. And so did I. Okay. And I was like, what? who is this guy? Why is he being introduced? They were very, very bad at giving us character information. Yes. Even mm. right up through like three quarters of the way through the movie when we get some backstory for her. Yeah. Like we still didn't know anything about these people. No, so I didn't know what was fake. I, so I didn't like not only that I didn't even know who this guy was. So it took me forever to realize he was the brother's friend. Fascinating. Huh. I see that. Yeah. Weird hair well, does I, a lot. I would build on that too because um, the this whole idea that first of all that in this room in this tiny motel they're kind of milling around this room and they sit down in the chair and she doesn't realize that he's there until he stands up to talk. Yeah, did she not see him? Did she not <laughs> see him in the lobby or anywhere? And, and and then this whole premise that she's just going to pretend like she doesn't know him instead of going, you know, Rick or whatever the hell the guy is. <laughs> what are you doing here, right? 
that they keep up this facade of, and I, I don't know why they did that. Like why it's like less complicated. Why would it be more complicated if you knew somebody else? On yeah. The why trip? wouldn't you just say hello and be like, what did, how did you end up here? What's yep, going that on? was weird. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't understand why they were doing that. And I didn't, again, yeah. Like him popping up and her not noticing that he was there in this room of mm-hmm. like eight or nine well, people. Again, that's why I was also, it was confusing. That whole scene was confusing. Yeah. Cause you're like, maybe she doesn't know. Who Cause he there's is. no reason for them not to say hello to each other. It makes no sense for them to be doing this weird secret, we don't know each other thing. Like, well, why? Well, for what reason? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And I mean, they could have come up with a reason and given yeah, us a reason, but, but they, they didn't. didn't. They just were like, just go with it. Just, just go like with the it. synopsis. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll say that the overarching problem, I think, with the movie is that there wasn't really any main tension. Mm. Like, not, there was nothing that they were particularly striving to overcome or battling toward she Mm -hmm. had her list of like i need to be a better person from this camping trip but that's just like the stated goal of her character but like what is the actual underlying tension of this film right in terms of where are they working toward there isn't anything there's this kind of idea of like he likes her and she might like him although that was really confusing but like other than that it's just a bunch of people going on a camping trip yep and there's no tension right and so I think that's why it came across as sort of low energy and boring is because like there was no stakes. There yep. was no point to it. Eventually like um, the Mateo guy there, whatever his name was, Nico, he hurt his leg and then they yep. had a thing. Then they're, I'm like, oh, something's happening. Yes. And so at least there was that happening for a bit. Yeah. But you yep. almost instantly knew that this was going to be perfectly fine. Even when he broke his leg, it was like, well, this is just going to be fine. They'll figure something yeah. out. Like yeah. a Hallmark style. Yeah. 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 Well, I guess, I, well, to be fair, I did think for a brief moment when she was walking around in the dark, I thought she would get lost and not find the other group. So that was a bit of tension. Yeah. At least there was yeah. something, but that was it. Other than yeah. that, which yeah. was like a complete random side plot, not the main movie at all. Yeah. Like there wasn't a thing to hang your hat on and say like, oh, I get what's driving her or what's mm. driving him. And- yes. Yeah. Like in a, in, even in like a Hallmark movie, there's very, you know, she's from the city and she needs to get back to the city. <laughs> And he's not going to leave his Christmas tree farm. <laughs> and he can't because he's got some yeah. kind of tie-in with the government that's oh not going to allow him. And then they have to overcome this, right? But there was none of that. No, right? and those right. are ludicrous stakes for Hallmark. But they didn't even have that in this movie. Yeah. I, I would have loved to have had the Christmas there tree farm. There must have been. Do you think that there was? I mean, I'm just thinking about the synopsis again. There was probably a bunch of content that they edited out. Oh, well, I've got information on that. Oh, oh and, hold and on. And that's then. one of my complaints. Uh, when we, we'll come back to that in my yes. next complaint. Okay. Okay. Deal. Wait, is it me again? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, why are they signing up for a hike with a company that is known for getting people injured? <laughs> like, you know that this company has had lawsuits or whatever the, the, the story premise was. Why would you go into the woods for 10 days with a company that is known to get people injured good question I, I mean you'd look at the rating on yelp or wherever the hell they would be rated yeah and be like oh it's like a two out of five stars because people keep dying like i think i'll pick another company yeah yeah <laughs> so that is something i really couldn't wrap my head around i i just yeah i mean especially when you're going out in the woods with no can you can't even call anyone apparently i don't know where you go in the world right now where you can't i, I think connecticut's got lots of coverage i don't know what they're talking i don't about. know what's going on there but yeah he had to have the sat phone and it was the only way to contact anyone and 
I don't know. It just, it, I would, if they had told me that, if I knew it was a shitty company and we went to the intro and it was this little, this guy. This 12 year old kid. This, as they, as they call him. And then he tells you that there's going to be no way to contact anyone. He's the only one with, a, I'd be like, I'll take my money back. Thanks. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I was concerned about her boots. Like she's played off from the beginning as you know the boring responsible like she produces a list that's laminated correct right? this is yeah. a woman that's got her shit together right she's very if not if anything she's to the other side of the spectrum like she's too controlled, controlled yeah. and her life is too regimented and somehow she's the only one who shows up and completely forgot her boots like her the one thing she needs for this hike which were her boots mm-hmm. she doesn't have them and she just says oh i've got these and they kind of fit and i'm like and that just seemed like they just needed to throw something in there as okay, well, let's like you were just saying, they needed some tension, right? So of course she's gonna get blisters because she's got new boots. But it's like it was unbelievable because yeah. I'm like, no, this You're she would right. not forget her but boots. She would be the one that had worked her boots in to the you know extreme before extreme. she went on this trip. And the weirdest part is that they didn't even attach the blister scene to the boots scene because there's the boot scene where she forgets her worn in boots and brings these new ones and then there's the blister scene where she's like oh i got these blisters and nobody you know the the guy is like of course this this girl's doing it again she she's got blisters now we gotta wait for her Mm. they don't even mention the fact of the tension which was that she did they add the boot scene later like they'd film the rest it's the only thing that i could think of that would make sense like it's yeah but you're not you're right dave and that like they set her character up in the beginning as this one Mm. thing and then that completely negates it so then we as an audience don't understand what kind of person she is is she irresponsible or hyper responsible distracted or she's that detached that she yeah forgot the one item (laughs) yeah so like she she doesn't seem like it in any other way yeah, they did a bad job in general of establishing character. And yes. then when when they did try and establish character, they contradicted themselves, which doesn't make sense. Yeah. But um, what was I going to say the next thing? Uh, I had a lot of problem with the dialogue. A lot of the times they were saying things that just didn't sound like it made any goddamn sense. And I wrote down some dialogue, but I forgot even what it was in reference to. At some point, the uh, what's his name there? Nico says like, oh, it's the circle of life. He says in response to some completely unrelated thing having nothing to do with the circle of life. <laughs> I'm just like, what a weird sentence oh out of nowhere. And it it was so weird that I'm like, okay, I think I know what's happening. There's there's only two explanations really for it, which is either this was a piece of uh, theater, like a stage play that mm-hmm. they adapted into a movie or a novel that they adapted into a movie. Because you know how like if you write for the right. stage or if you write for a novel, the dialogue that you read or you hear on stage, yes. it doesn't sound exactly like humans talk in a way that a movie does because a movie is more hyper-realistic yeah. mm-hmm. and less affected or whatever. And so like, lo and behold, yes, it's this a was novel. a novel. This was yeah. a novel that they adapted into a okay. film. And so like, there's just something you can tell the way they're talking on screen, which didn't feel authentic mm. right. and which also then puts distance between you and the characters because you're like, they don't feel real. Uh, and it comes from the fact that it was a novel. They just pulled the dialogue out of the novel. And yeah. Some of the dialogue, at least yeah. some of it, yeah. yeah. Put this mm. in your mouth and see how it feels. <laughs> and it didn't feel right. It yeah. felt, I'm sure on page it worked great, but in this movie it was just like, wow, these people talk like lunatics. <laughs> that is uh, what, what my lovely husband said when he watched this with me. He's okay. like, what are they talking about right now? <laughs> I think that's what he's sensing is like, yeah. yeah, it's not for, it's not to be spoken, these words. That's so weird. Oh, that's so weird. Um, my last one. I have one last one. Um, 
all the music sounded the same. <laughs> oh yeah. I know it's it's I really I I like that style of music. I often listen to it um in real life, but for some reason in this movie, I for a few for the the very first little bit of the movie, I thought they were just genuinely playing the same song and then continuing it and then pausing it and then continuing uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then I realized they were this different music. I can't even remember what the music sounded like. It was, was just it? sort of like alt rock, like very like happy go lucky, okay. you know. With um, lyrics or no? No, I don't remember. Yeah, I, don't I, just, I, I don't even remember a song that stands out. I couldn't. No, exactly. It was just. What... It was so so similar, and it was such. I, I don't know. It was very. Uh, music is a really music is really important. It, it allows in filmmaking. You, yeah. Yes, it allows you to build emotion in your audience. It allows you to build connection. And with this, it was again. It was just milk toast. Yeah. It was just, it was all milk toast. Like it all could have just played in the background and it would have been like ambient well, they, Maybe they couldn't afford to get like new songs or, or existing really good songs. So they just went to one of these like library banks. But they could use banks. old songs. Yeah. Old songs are up for grabs, aren't they? I don't know. I so Yeah. But maybe they're trying to save money by just pulling from a boring library uh, mm. where you just, you know, you pay like a thousand bucks and you get to download as many of these or crappy like when you go alt on songs. Instagram and you can use the <laughs> yes, like pre, that kind, pre-uploaded. Yes. That's right. That's right. <laughs> nice. Um, I just wanted to know why she was so like mad at this guy. Like again, this guy this comes back to what we've already been talking about, right? Some character development, but I just would have liked to know that if he had done something wrong to her, but she just seemed to be so dismissive of this Luke Grimes character and he didn't seem to have done anything to her. He wasn't really mean to her that I could see. I don't know why she was so angry at to him. To the point where she doesn't even want to acknowledge that she knows him. <laughs> Yeah, I just I and I don't know if it if it was he was an extension of her brother was what I came up with finally at the end. It was like cuz she kind of has this weird relationship with her brother where she doesn't respect him. So then now she doesn't respect his best friend or something. Mm. Yeah, that was on my list too is that I didn't understand why they had attention. Yeah. At all. It wasn't explained. And then it because sometimes you have like this hatred which is actually just boiling over sexual tension which you know yeah. which leads to attraction that's a thing in movies but they yeah. didn't because they hated each other for no reason <laughs> they also didn't have and any it was re- only on her side because he liked her yeah yeah but yeah. it did but they, it, therefore it didn't create that kind of chemistry that made them fun to watch as a couple on screen because yeah. they there was no chemistry between them and there's no explanation for their hatred and there's no sign that they liked each other in any way whatsoever so yeah. I was totally confused by their relationship. She yep. was just oblivious to his like of her until suddenly she wasn't. And then that was it. She read a note and then I was like, oh, I get everything now. What? Yeah. They tried. Well, I'll save it for later. But they oh. tried to implement a little bit. So my last grumble, I guess, is a question for either of you. If you've done like, uh, like medical safety training stuff, <laughs> which is. At one point that I keep calling him Mateo. At one point, the guy Nico falls face first onto a log, which was very confusing. Just like the way he fell and the position he ended up in made no sense. And they spent a lot of time being like, we have to move him because his face is on a log. Like it's very important for us to move him because of the way his face is touching the log. But my question to you, who may be medically trained, like, should you be moving someone if they, because they had said, like, I think his neck or back is broken. Isn't, like, rule number one, do not move somebody's yes. neck? Mm-hmm. And they're like, the we have to move his neck because of his log face. I feel like that's the worst thing to do. Oh, yeah. Okay, oh, and, then, well, and, and the way he fell, like I thought, oh my god! Like I thought he just, 
because his leg went in a hole and it, he fell forward. Forward so I, on I his... thought his leg like completely bent in half. In yes. half. I was like, his oh my God. <laughs> like that is like a massive compound fracture at the very least. And then she she goes to splint it. She goes, I'm gonna splint it. And all I saw her do was like she laid two sticks beside his leg and then she took off. And yeah, I didn't see oh, her, yeah. Like, she spent no time splinting him. <laughs> no. After again, after suspecting he had a head injury that needed to be dealt with. And then moving him, moving him <laughs> off the log onto the ground. I could have just severed his spine or whatever. Yeah. Okay, so that was all wrong, right? I'm not... No, no I think that was completely okay, wrong. Okay, okay, good. Because they spent so much time talking about it and then doing exactly the wrong thing. And then the and then the little 12-year-old's like, oh, you did the right thing. And I'm like, no, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was totally wrong. Anyway, oh, that was my God. last grumble. Oh, okay. What about something that didn't need to be in here? This didn't need to be in got i mean there's plenty but the one thing in particular that stood out to me is that when she arrives at the hotel uh for the one night before they leave to go on the hiking trip very early in the movie she walks into the hotel room and they they do a pan of the room and they look at the bed and then they like they show the bathroom and there's a red heart-shaped tub yeah like a love tub bedroom and i was like first of all what kind of hotel is this that she's staying it's a sex hotel it's it's gotta be a sex hotel and then second of all why do we never hear anything about this why why is there no mention of this why are we just seeing it oh it's like chekhov's gun like we needed people to have sex in that tub otherwise why is it on screen some some or her to go up to the front desk and be like why is there a weird sex tub in my room yeah no mention of it nothing just showed it to us and then blip it was gone yeah you're right get rid of this tub you're right (laughs) or do something in it i don't care exactly (laughs) well mine is similar to that oh Uh, and again another one of these scenes where you think oh this is going to pay off somewhere right as, as they go up and the, the gal that's running the place is like, has a smoke machine going. Yes. <laughs> and then there's this whole thing. She goes, oh, it's just part of my vibe. And I thought, okay, this is going to be, she's going to be a great character. We're going to see more of her, right? We haven't no. seen the last of her, right? Uh, gonna, uh, we have. Yeah. And then you the smoke machine. None of that has any relevance. She kind of appears later when she talks. She does to, karaoke. karaoke, right? So but then funny. at that point, she's nothing. She's irrelevant. I thought, oh, she's going to be along with this ragtag group of, you know, misfits. But no. No. That's just the smoke so machine. Yeah. yeah. That's so weird. Let's see. I had the, you remember the, there's a whole scene where she has her list of reasons why to be there and it falls out of her bra or pocket or whatever. Yeah. And the key, the, the 12 year old finds it and he's like, who's, who's littered? And he has this like freak out or attempt at a freak out, which just felt really weird, <laughs> it so did, unjustified. And then he lights it on fire. In the forest. And everyone is like, should you be doing that? But like, it was so out of character. Mm. And so weird for him to light that on fire. And then and I'm just like, there's even for what little we know of his weirdo character, there's no way he would have done lit it on fire, right? They, they yeah. tried to play it up as if he, that was, he, he lost his mind. He was going to, well, they, they, they set it up in advance and they said, if anyone litters, I'm going to lose it. You know, like, right. But he didn't really lose it. He just talked more or less the same way he always talked, but then, then lit the lit, thing on fire. Yeah. And it just didn't, it wasn't a very impactful scene. Not even a little. So I would have just skipped it. Hmm. Okay, what about something that you wished you were in? I wish I was in that scene. It's really freaking cool. Yeah, really freaking cool. I wish I was in that scene. Don't you? So, speaking of building 
trying to build tension and then it not really resulting in any real tension. They, I think to try and make more tension between um, Ellie Kemp's, Kemper, Kemp's, Kemper, Kemper's character and the, the guy from Yellowstone, um, they introduced this concept that he had been hanging out with the other group and there was a, a, a truth or dare game that yeah. went on where he was going to, he kissed um, Wendy and... But they introduced that very late. They introduced it after the fact. They never showed it to us. Yeah, it was off screen. And then they never alluded to, like, it, it was It didn't supposed matter. To, yeah, it was supposed to build tension, like, it maybe help her realize that she liked him. And maybe it did that a little. But it was just so odd. So you wanted to be in that scene? Well, I wanted them, I wish that the scene, that had been in the movie. I wanted to oh, see yes, the scene okay. where they had this truth or dare game, apparently, in the woods with as adults. Yeah, um, so you're right. It could have been a point for her to be like, realize that actually she did have feelings for him, because otherwise, why is well, she jealous? But and they did kind of do that, where they, they made it seem like after she, she heard that, that she was a little jealous. But it would have built tension for the audience watching if yes. we had seen the kiss between him okay. and Wendy. You're right. And we didn't get that at all. It was just like, he kissed someone okay so now she's what like exactly and we didn't even know if it happened because no. it was all hearsay yeah, yeah it was very strange okay well, he admitted yeah. to it later but yeah yeah but good point hmm. Hmm. i kind of just wanted to be on this hike because i'm like this is what i need in my life is more <laughs> fun with ad adult was fun. this fun were they having any fun <laughs> <laughs> they so would have strangled that little 12 year old there were scenes yeah there, there, was, there, a, were scenes there was a, a, a uh, not a banjo um um a uh, small guitar. A ukulele. A ukulele. A small guitar. <laughs> wow. Um, so you, yeah, you could have done that. You could have played some guitar. and Some small well, just, guitar. Yeah, just this <laughs> idea of like, oh, you can do things as an adult that are just for enjoyment, for fun. You know? Have you, you forgotten take 10 this? days off of work to Dave. go in the woods. <laughs> Dave, you've had this whole summer to have fun. I what know, have you been doing? I know. I've been doing, I've been trying to figure out stuff like this to do. <laughs> you've just been watching movies. I've been watching. To learn how we adults behave. What are you talking about? Oh my God. Well, I yeah, I've had like 25 years of not having adult fun. So this is like how I'm doing research. <laughs> what and this are is you a, talking about? Are you talking about your children? <laughs> <laughs> You're just describing your life with kids. Yeah, exactly. So what? Wait a second. What is adult fun? Because that sounds like a key party. What, is, what do you the, mean? No, it was the tub in the hotel. That's yeah. what you need. What does adult fun mean to you? Well, just like things that are enjoyable that you can do just for the sake of doing them. Instead of doing them because they serve some kind of purpose or they're working towards some goal you have or something like that. But just fun, you know, play. <laughs> but... But surely you must have that in your life. Well, I do, but I'm always looking for more. So. Oh, I see. So, yeah. So this is a good opportunity. To... Aww. But ironically, so I was, I, I'm just going to segue off for one second here because uh, Bill Bill Bryson wrote a book about um, going on the uh, Appalachian Trail. Yeah. Which I was reading one time at my house. I was reading it. And my uh, my wife's friend came over. And she's kind of a free spirit. Like she's, you know, been out west and she likes hiking and biking. And she just picked this book up. I said, oh, Trudy, you might like this book. So um, she said, oh, I'll have a look at it. Took it home. And then within like two months, she said, oh, I'm going to hike the Appalachian Trail. <laughs> oh, my God. And so she did the whole thing. Really? And wow. she did it. It's supposed to take like five to seven months to do it. And she did it in like four months. Oh my gosh. Like from the whole thing. From you like, must be very From fit. like Georgia to Maine or wherever. That's intense. Yeah. But yeah, it's interesting because all this stuff that was going on in the movie, because we've had lots of talks with her about this. She did this probably three or four years ago now. 
um, about trail names and all this stuff. And it's all rings pretty true, right? Wow. Okay. So, yeah. Did she ever step in a log? She never stepped on a log and bent her leg completely backwards, <laughs> luckily. So this, Dave, this brings me back to my offer from a few years ago where we should be trying out for the, the amazing race. <laughs> oh, oh, good God. Which remember- just comes up every year. <laughs> every year, man. Just stop with the amazing race. Should we race. not consider it? It has now- been about a year since he mentioned it, so it this is right on time. I feel like now we should consider it again. because You, can, just- you can have fun without <laughs> putting yourself in a, in a televised... Hunger Games. <laughs> I, like, I'm just asking you to consider it based on what you were just saying. It thank could be, you. Thank you. I was I'm just talking about like a nice leisurely walk in the woods. I'm not talking about competing against Listen, ruthless competitors. Listeners, please write in and tell us if you think Dave and I should be in the Amazing Race Canada. Oh, please tell us yes. I, I'd I love to know. Now I'm really into it, actually. I totally forgot, and now I'm going to go research oh, it. No. I'm going to send you some links. This is like the I've known us like driving every around year. lost in Winnipeg in the middle of the winter. Oh my God. I can just see it. I have not lived in this town that long, and every <laughs> single year this has come up. Like, yeah. just do it already. I, I had forgotten about it until this very moment. It's your God. fault. Dave, it's always your fault. All right. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, all right. Okay. The scene I wish I was in was when they were introducing the whatever the guy is, and he's bringing his book. He's got his research textbook and he's like, I'm going to go study whales. And then she goes on this whole rant. He's like, he's like a grown man studying uh, whales. Grown men don't go study sea life. And you know what I, (laughs) fuck you is all I have to say. Like that's, they describe like that. I know that book, first of all, like the (laughs) whales and seals book, like, and that's what I did for a living for a long time I as know, a grown ass man. Grown you moved men to Japan to do yes, that. Yes, grown men study sea life is all I have to say. <laughs> I am so disappointed in myself because when I saw that scene, so I was true. like, I'm gonna write that down because Justin is gonna be outraged. I, I was so outraged. I yes. had the same thought this, when it when it when it came up, and then I. You're it's right. n- I'm not a joke. What am I? I'm, I'm a joke to these people, <laughs> but I'm not a joke. My but life. Then they completely dropped that storyline. So yeah. by the time the movie was over, I had forgotten it happened. Also, if he's losing his eyesight how is he gonna go abroad to study whales yeah va- valid point uh, that didn't check out <laughs> he just needs to see the whales before he loses his sight finally but he's gonna be happy just to stare at her i think now for i, the guess. Rest of, I guess i guess from, from his... very close we didn't by. really get uh, any kind of a conclusion either like are they together are they not i don't know yeah yeah that, that would be another complaint i would have is that i didn't feel like there was any and now Ending. here's what ha- here's what happened, right? Yeah, she's, ten years later. Yeah, he's taking care of this the, guy who's lost whales. his sight, and you know, who's... and playing him whale songs at night <laughs> to lull him to sleep. Cool. Oh, um, what about anybody at the trivia? It's time for trivia. What do you know? I know something that I googled just now. Did you learn anything that I didn't know? I learned something that I googled just. I do have something I want to say. Hmm. So, uh, like I was saying, this was based on a book. And so I looked up the book. Mm-hmm. And we the stuff that we've been talking about, we're like, I, like, especially when I'm like, I don't understand the tension. And you're like, why would he just show up at this meeting or whatever? In the book, it happens very differently in a way that makes fucking sense. And oh. so they took some stuff out in making this movie. And I just, I'll read you very quickly the, like the a synopsis of the first part of the book. So that you understand what's going on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Helen works as a first grade teacher in Boston. 
Is that the case? Do we know even know that? Yeah, she's she a, said she's she was a, a teacher. Okay. Having divorced her alcoholic husband a year ago. Oh. First of all, we didn't know that. Nope. That, that's helpful. She believes an outdoor survival hiking trip is the challenge she needs to regain her confidence. That checks out. Helen's plans are disrupted by Jake Archer, the 22-year-old best friend and roommate of her younger brother, Duncan. On their way to the hike in Wyoming, Jake seduces Helen, who finds herself very attracted to Jake despite his youth. However, Jake turns Helen down when she initiates sex, saying she deserves a man less selfish than him. Feeling rejected, Helen tells him to pretend on the trip that they don't know each other. During the hike, Jake's winning personality makes him the star of the group. So That doesn't actually clear up anything. That is worse. No, but they had they had sexual tension <laughs> yeah, and she okay, that, wanted to sleep with him. Yeah. He turned her down and she's oh like, God. Well, fucking A, I'm gonna go on this trip and I don't want that baggage. So I on this trip we don't know each other but why did he seduce her and then turn her down i don't know but that's oh part of God. the tension All at right. least there's so tension cre- yeah so yeah. what we saw is like if you listen to a conversation and you only heard every fourth word of the conversation <laughs> yeah so it didn't make any sense but yeah. now when you explain it that way it's like oh yeah this makes sense alcoholic husband yes da 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 so do you then... think they took all that out because it was they wanted this movie to be more pg friendly or less controversial I truly yeah. don't understand because they've completely took taken the heart out of it, which yeah. is the tension. And yeah. they've also taken any kind of um, adult content out. So like alcoholism and, and sex. <laughs> yeah. Fascinating. So isn't that neat? Yeah, that is neat. Oh, and wow. then, and I, then I when he... I watch that movie. Exactly. And then when he starts that relationship with Wendy and kisses her, that's when like, you know, even more jealousy yeah. creeps oh, up in her mind. And, like, why does he like her and not me? And then it's a whole thing. That and then, makes, yeah, because they so tried to sense. set up a love triangle, but it just never flew because they didn't give us all that information. Yeah. And then it comes out that the reason he didn't want to get together with her is because he's going blind. And so he's like, he didn't, he was holding him back from pursuing a long term oh. relationship. Oh, which is a really good, okay. Right. So, all of this from a book perspective, great. None of it was in the movie. No. And yet somehow they added the stuff in the synopsis that wasn't <laughs> that wasn't in the movie. Yeah, yeah, because he oh wasn't motivated that way at all. Like he wasn't trying to avoid a relationship with no, her he's no. Going blind. He was trying to move towards. A he was relationship trying to get her, her locked down before he went blind. Right, which is the opposite <laughs> motivation. So like, Interesting. yeah, yeah, they took all of the like logical sounding motivation from the book and either removed it or flipped it so it made no sense in this movie. Why do? They do that. I, you're right. Maybe they're trying to make it less sex focused, mm. more PG-13, more Hallmark. Yeah. Mm, could uh, be. But they ruined it. <sighs> anyway, Dave, did you have trivia? Fascinating. I just have some trivia about the Appalachian Trail. Oh, let's do it. Well, so this uh, film was actually shot a lot on the Appalachian Trail. And you're right, Justin, in Stamford, Connecticut. Mm. So most of it was shot in Connecticut. But there is a section of the trail that goes through Connecticut. Um, it's the Appalachian Trail in total is 2,200 miles, stretches all the way from Georgia to Maine. Wow. It's the longest hike only trail in the world, apparently. So we have like the Trans Canada Trail, but it's like multi use trails, but mm. this is like the longest hiking only one. Wow. Um, about 3 million people hike segments of that trail each year. Um, and yeah, it takes about five to seven months to do it. Or if, if you you're your friend. Yeah, <laughs> if you're going, if you're booting her. Four months or something. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. That's so cool. I would love to do that. Yeah. So, and, and there is a whole culture. There's a whole trail culture. Like, you know, because you start, you some people travel together and then you break up with those groups, you move in other groups because you're, tra- you're on the, you know, you're on the path for seven months or whatever. Oh, right. So, if and your it, speed is not the same as other people's speeds. Yeah. The, some people go by you and some people just do this 
you have done this many, many times, right? They just spend their life hiking these trails, like the Pacific Trail. How do they make the... money? Well, apparently, you know, like to do this, you only have to allot yourself about a thousand dollars a month just for supplies. Oh. It doesn't cost anything to hike, right? It just costs you have to they apparently go through like three or four pairs of shoes or boots Whoa. while you're doing it. Because it's hard in your shoes, but you mm. know. Um, yeah, it's uh, there's a whole culture that you like you have things delivered to like uh post office post offices along the way. So you get off the trail at certain spots, go into the town, you pick up your new set of boots that you oh. mailed to yourself or whatever, like and Neat. food packages and that kind of stuff. So hmm. yeah. That's cool. I've been on parts of it, just like not to hike, but just passing through. Yeah, That's it cool. looks pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway. Well, you've got a friend. If we, if we ever wanted to do it, we'd know who to talk to. Yeah, she definitely <laughs> has all the ins and outs. I have a piece of trivia as well. Look at this. We all brought a piece of trivia today because <laughs> none of us designated who was going to do trivia. Go team. Um, I have a little thing about retinitis uh, <laughs> uh, pigmentosa. Okay, good. Yeah, Great. I looked Can't it up. Wait. Looked it up a little. Um, so it turns out that this uh, particular disease is something that people are born with. Symptoms usually start in childhood actually. Um, and again, the most common early symptom is loss of night vision, usually starting in childhood. Um, just a very interesting... Well, he's supposed to be 22 in the book, right? So he's not too old. I guess, but this is like childhood, childhood. Yeah, yeah, like it's yeah. very, very early in childhood. Um, and you do eventually lose your sight, um, which of course is very heartbreaking. Um, it is a group of... Uh, it's a This vision disorder affects about one in three to 4,000 people um, in the world. Mm. So it's relatively rare. Um, it, it's a rare disease, but it is one of the most common inherited diseases of the retina. So it's an inherited disease that usually starts in childhood and it doesn't affect that many people. So very interesting that this is the, the one. I wonder if the author had a connection to the disease. That's maybe. usually the case. So yeah. maybe his smoldering gaze wasn't so smoldering. <laughs> he was just squinting. Aww. He was just like he couldn't quite make it, so he had to really focus. Aww. So that's so Dave is attracted to vision impaired men. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, so his vision wasn't so much that he was looking into her soul. He was just trying to like detect her outline. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> oh dear. Oh god. Okay, well then that's it. Yeah. We did it. Now uh, we have to figure out what is next week. So okay, uh, this I was a, this was a thing I I had said. Like someone had written into the show in one of the things, and they're like, "Oh, it's 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 <laughs> annoying when you, sometimes we talk about TV shows, mm. right? Because we context. Well, because we only will you know only watch one, and we don't have the full context. And it's true because we struggle with that a lot actually, which is like how much. You know. Well, I, 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 yes, and and so that's an interesting point because, for example, for this week, yeah, um, in Canada, the top movie is still Happiness for Beginners, okay, and the top show is The Lincoln Lawyer, okay, um, and so and then in the U.S., uh, da, 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 as I scroll down all the way to the bottom, um, the top TV show is Lincoln Lawyer, okay. and the top movie is something called Fatal, um, yeah. So so we'll go for the movie. We'll yeah. go for the movie. Well, I think. You know, unless there's a compelling case like you've made recently for doing a TV show, one that like everyone's definitely watching, well, or Lincoln like the news, or like new Squid Game or whatever. But like Lincoln Lawyer, it, it looks so good. It's true, but like the problem is like I will watch one episode and then I'll speculate about characters who we learn mm. about later on, and then 
So it's true that we're always sort of handicapped by this, like... Um, Especially when we jump into, like, season six of... What's that real estate one that your wife likes? Oh, oh God, yeah. And then we were just sunset. lost the we whole way no through. We have no idea who any of these people I, and it's, I, I think being lost is funny, but we end up riffing more on our confusion true, than the content. So I think... It, where right. applicable, we'll try and stick to a movie because it's okay. a one. Unless it's a Marvel movie, I want nothing to do with any of that. <laughs> so uh, this we'll is very subjective. Anymore, yeah, <laughs> it's subjective. But like, I think yeah, we'll try and stick to movies because it's easier All to right. do. Well, we're watching a movie called Fatal then uh, with Hilary Swank. Oh, yeah. yeah we've um, seen her for a while. I yeah, know. I didn't know she was still around. But you thought she was uh, dead. You thought she was dead. I don't know. <laughs> I don't Did know you? who she is. I'm just kidding. I know her name, but I don't know her from anything. But this uh, movie is from 2020, interestingly. So it's not a brand new movie, but it's come it's, back around. Wait, a Hillary Swank 2020 movie? What? That's what it says. That's weird. I don't it know. Maybe weird. it's... I'm looking at Flix Patrol. Well, who knows? That now I'm excited to unpack why a film from 2020 is now number, <laughs> number one, one on Netflix. Okay, let's. How about you be in charge of trivia next week? Uh, all right, I'll do trivia. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. I'll talk about Hillary Swank, who I believe has won an Oscar, and yet you don't know who she is. Well, I think I know her sort of. I don't know what else she's been in. Oh my god! Boys, <laughs> Boys don't cry was her Oscar. Yeah. Was Which it? one? And then Boys don't cry. And Boys then she was cry. in the the boxing one. What the hell was that one again? Wasn't that Boys Don't Cry? No. That's not... The other one. No. Oh, God. (laughs) I just looked her up. She was in P.S. I Love You. What's the one where she beats people up? (laughs) Oh, it says uh, she looks like she might beat people up in... Oh, Million Dollar Baby. Million Dollar Baby. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, Interesting. And she was in the next Karate Kid, of course. Interestingly, um, there's a lot of stuff from the older, older times... (laughs) <laughs> when are the older times, Ashley? When are the 2004, older? Okay. 2007. All right. That's now we're stopping. Okay. I can't handle that. Yeah. Okay. All right, everybody. I, thanks for uh, joining us again. We're happy to be back in person doing this live, uh, and we'll be with you for the rest of August. Woo! Yeah. No more hiatus. No more August. hiatus. We're back. We're, we're ready. Back, back in business. Yeah. All right, All right. team. All right. <laughs> Talk to you soon. See you later. Okay, bye. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a rating and maybe a review on the Apple Podcast Store. This is the number one thing you can do to help out the show, strangely enough. And it's simple and it's easy and you can do it right now. If you got a bit of extra cash to kick around and want to support the show financially, check us out on whyarepeoplewatchingthis.com. There's a link there to support the show. The music you hear during the show is written and produced by me and my very talented wife. Why Are People Watching This is a production of Outside the Lines Press with support from the Black Box Collective and Anaganish Improv.